0: Welcome to the Work Reset Revolution. And I'm to here today with Professor Michael Clinton, who is Professor of Work Psychology at King's College London. Welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you, Cara. Really nice to be here.
0: So it's great to chat to you today, and we're here to talk about our joint study and research on why wellbeing needs to become a business goal. And could you tell us a bit more about the study? Uh maybe a short introduction, why we identify the need to really research this topic and understand this topic better. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So we um the studies on on entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs. Um and I think there's a growing sense that, you know, particularly this population, they're they're really set up as being these kind of heroic superheroes, um, you know, hugely resilient. Um, and if everyone were to become entrepreneurs, then everyone would be much happier for it. But I think you know that that's very much the veneer, and certainly maybe true just for some, so I think that there is this growing sense that um you know wellbeing issues are really relevant for this group, you know high levels of stress, high levels of potential burnout um and so we really wanted to understand why this group in particular was was so at risk of, of potentially burning out.
0: yeah, and that's really interesting, isn't it, and that covers just so many people doesn 't it, with um, many people having started up businesses, startups really growing, even for younger companies as the CEOs and and senior leadership as well um, and would you be able to give us a, a short introduction about uh, the study and, and and how you conducted it
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it was um, myself um, and my colleague uh, Dr. Ali Bjanoff Channon at King's, um, and we interviewed um, Thirty-two entrepreneurs, CEOs, founders, um, some of them twice. So we followed up uh, about eight to twelve weeks later. Huge diversity of people we spoke to, different industries, different levels of experience, and so on. And we really spoke to them for about you know up to an hour. Asked them about how well-being presented itself to them and the issues that they were facing. And we found, you know, initially, the really striking thing about this population is how tightly coupled. Well-being and, and business performance are, um, and that's you know, most quickly seen in terms of you know when when the business is doing well, people feel great. When the business is going through harder times, people feel uh, less good about themselves. But it works the other way around, and that that takes a little bit more time to to come out. But when we spoke to the more certainly the more experienced um, entrepreneurs, um, they really began to recognise that. A really crucial part of sustained business effectiveness was their own well-being. They are, as you know, the leader of their their business, the most valuable resource that that business has, and so they really began to understand that in order to really leverage that resource, they really have to look after their well-being, and it was really only by looking after their well-being and taking it really seriously that they were able to really begin to you know, leverage that resource.
0: Yes, and, and and we talk a lot about, um, you know, obviously burnout. We research burnout a lot at Software Success and the future of work. And, um, you know, I believe as, as as part of the future of work and my vision for this is that well-being is actually part of, you know, job descriptions, contracts, um, so that we are actually held to it. Because think of the losses of um, senior leaders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, that then potentially by not looking after their well-being go through burnout there you know so much of the business is held up there's a loss of of money there's you know the team doesn't have the support so in fact it's it's you know we were speaking earlier about how that is a crucial resource isn't it the well-being is 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 is, is so important to work in business
1: oh for sure it it, it underpins um really as a hygiene factors would consider it you know simply we were finding that people were when burnt out, really just unable to perform even basic, you know, functions. So you know, avoiding that is absolutely crucial for sustaining uh, success. All sorts of other research pointing to you know, other aspects of well being based around you know, high levels of vigor or vitality being really important for higher end performance as well. But I think what we found was, you know, particularly early on, people were really prioritizing business success, really at any cost, so any cost to themselves. And again, you know, this was a repeated thing that we were finding, you know, either through very kind of new entrepreneurs or relatively early on in in the entrepreneurial career, that really contrasted with the more experienced and people further along in their career that, that were really understood that the need to Really balance business success and well-being and really begin to, as I say, you build well-being into business planning like you would do any other strategic resource. So I think you this the kind of conclusion we got to from this was that a way forward and a way through, particularly the early years for entrepreneurs who are really struggling, is to really make well-being a business goal and really try to think about how. You know each day, or certainly different points during the week, they can engage in activities which will essentially be investing in that really crucial resource, which is their their own well-being.
0: And also formalizing that, right? And accountability, because uh, you know I think this is really interesting. We've spoken about this before, and and when we we're looking at, um, all the uncertainty that is around at the moment. And I've been investigating this myself and actually have managed to sort of rewire my neural pathways to, to deal with uncertainty and have found great effects uh, of this as a, as, a, as a founder and entrepreneur myself. And in fact, NASA, they did a study um, many years ago on, on astronauts to determine the you know, the physiological and psychological effects of the spatial disorientation, what they experience, and you know, the weightless environments of space. And they made these astronauts wear some convex goggles that flipped everything in their fields of vision to 180 degrees. Um, so their world was literally turned upside down. And the astronauts had to wear these goggles for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, even when they were asleep. And so initially what happened is there was a resistance. So there was a, a, a anxiety. And there were all kinds of um, things that played. But then what they found that after 26 days, uh, everything flipped. So for the first astronauts, everything flipped. And that then became normal. So the neural pathways had changed and had adapted. And so I think this neuroplasticity in terms of behavioral change so uh, you know well-being as a business goal and holding accountable and and for people to do this consistently so that the neural pathways are actually rewired and at the same time measuring their well-being i i think it's absolutely key and i thought i wanted to name that example because i thought it was a really interesting um study and and would you agree in that That's in what you found in the in your in in the um, in the research is that this was you found that the ones that kept to it and rewired their brains were the ones that were also the most successful
1: um, i think i think I've, there's certainly something in that um, yeah. I didn't find anyone who, uh, yeah, wore those glasses. Oh, no, not, about. not, sorry. <laughs> yeah, not no, wearing
0: the goggles, but, um, but I'm talking about like a behavioral change pattern. Yeah,
1: I yes. would 100% <laughs> agree with that. Um, and it doesn't have to be big, particularly at the beginning. So, you know, we spoke to people, you know, the nice thing, speaking to people once and then going back to them, we found that people just made so many really micro changes, such as, you know, going out for a 10 minute walk at lunchtime each day. Now that doesn't seem like that would have a big effect. But as you've said, you know, the, the power of habit and the power of just thinking that you're stuck in this situation, just to do something quite small that really challenges that and really brings you out of that, you know, very kind of secular habitual behavior, really, really important. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you can start really, really small. We also spoke to people that had gone, you know, really some way down this path and were you know measuring their well being setting targets for their well being, monitoring the attainment of those targets, you know really as they would do any other business goal um so I think that's you know the other end of the spectrum, someone really taking on board um well being as a goal that can be treated like any other business goal, yes. so I think you know there there's there's a spectrum there if people find they're really stuck in in a kind of cycle of, of kind of you know unhealthy behaviors just really trying to do something small just to break that pattern and uh yeah, that that would be a really good thing to do
0: so something small consistently even if that's a changing one thought or a you know a a small behavior pattern throughout the day even even the thought about a good day for the business is a good day for me or reframing that and going you know, a good day for my health and well-being is a good day for the business, right?
1: Exactly. Um,
0: so something small like that, but done consistently to to change the, you know, behavior patterns.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when we when we spoke to people kind of, you know, in in that really difficult period, it seemed like taking 10 minutes for themselves was taking 10 minutes away from the business and I think that that mindset is really quite dangerous because that really is neglecting the fact that that 10 minutes taken away for the business for you is an investment in the business yeah a longer term investment in the business and I think that's exactly you know where I think people should be going and the way people should be thinking uh, about this.
0: I love that and I I couldn't agree more so in terms of the future of work well-being structurally needs to be part of a of a business goal, and so um, I'd like to end and actually ask you the question, what does a work reset revolution look like to you?
1: Yeah, so I think from, from this research it's very clear, it's, it's treating wellbeing as a work goal, yeah, as any other goal that you might have in your work, and that involves thinking more strategically about wellbeing. So I would then suggest if that's the case then when you're thinking about your diary and what you're going to do each week and each month really think about diarising and scheduling time for your well-being even within your work day then going on you consider measuring and even setting and monitoring targets for your well-being that sounds perhaps quite extreme but I think we often assume that human beings naturally know what is good for their well-being and actually Through the research we're doing with with this group and elsewhere, we're finding that our long-term well-being is often a very low priority when set against more pressing short-term work-related goals. So I think don't assume that your body or your, your, your natural feedback processes will look after your well-being in the long term. Really try and use your brain, think strategically. Um, and I think that will hopefully safeguard you know, that kind of sustained success into the
0: future. That's fantastic, thank you. And so that's also about measuring, right? Because we talk at SoftwareX Success about the the the, the you know the, we measure the risk of burnout continuously with our ninety second psychometric test. So it's about measuring that and like making sure that people are preventing instead of letting themselves get to that point. Um, So, yes, I I fully agree. Um, Michael, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I'm sure everybody's going to really enjoy listening to this. Great. Thanks, Cara. Thank you for listening to the work of Reset Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit Follow us on LinkedIn at softersuccess for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info@softersuccess.com at to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution.